0: Hey guys, welcome to the Zenfulness Podcast. I'm sitting down here with a content creator and lifestyle, you know, creator here who does amazing work and is really into traveling. And his name is Justin Kolbiski. And uh I guess I'll just start by passing over the mic to him and give and ask him like just uh to break down like really what do you what do you do, Justin?
1: Hey guys. Uh well essentially I uh I'm a content creator, so basically I, uh, I try and produce content for myself personally and small businesses or just for personal use for YouTube and Instagram and such mm-hmm. uh, just because I, I, I love creating memories. I love creating emotion and energy, and it just it's so satisfying, and it's very easy to be passionate in this sort of field, so I just uh, I, I really love to go towards this field of work. Uh, it just makes me so happy, and the opportunities that come with it are just incredible.
0: So, like Justin, how did you get into content creation? Like, where did you start? What
1: What was your story? Oh boy, <laughs> uh, geez, where do I start? Okay, so I've been kind of doing this for like five five ish years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all pretty much started. I, my family and I, we have a we have a lake lot uh, up by. St. Paul, 2 hours east of Edmonton. Uh yeah. And essentially we are a family that's huge into water sports. So we love boating on the water. Uh and after, you know, like 10 years of practice on the water with doing like uh wakeboarding and tubing and eboarding, boarding all that fun stuff. Uh one year I for my birthday I happened to get a GoPro uh for my for my birthday and uh oh, okay. <laughs> from from that moment, uh I was able to discover how fun it can be to record the fun stuff that we do and then look back on them later on uh, and have fun with them and add music to them make them look pretty cool Uh, and ever since then I kind of had a huge love for filmmaking because of the story you can produce from it
0: yeah yeah like that's totally cool man I think like filmmaking it's the memories you make and there's just especially nowadays like there's such a big reward out of it like you never know you could post a video and it could go viral or you know, people learn a lot about you, and like, absolutely. I just, I'm curious, like, where, where would you say someone could start if, like, you were a beginner again and you lost all your, you know, all your filmmaking knowledge? Do you think you'd still find yourself doing this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think there's any other field of work that kind of relates to something like this. Uh, like the the art industry is is so diverse, and you could literally do anything you want with it. But to mm-hmm. get started, like honestly you just have to jump in head first so that being said i just watch youtube videos galore like i would probably sit day in day out hours just watching tutorials and and inspiration and kind of cool cool tricks you could do here and there and and it's so easy to get started like uh, this like my my passion is all self-taught i didn't go to school for it uh Mm -hmm. i just learned just from looking at videos online because it's all out there like uh, your resources are at your fingertips and you can do whatever you want with it so it's so easy to get started it just can be time consuming at times you know
0: yeah and i think that's actually pretty interesting because like i noticed one thing that separates people is there's you know one group of people that will are willing to teach themselves willing to like go on youtube and learn these things and then there's like another group where they never they never start it's like maybe you don't yeah. have the resources, maybe you don't have what you need, but you just never get started. And I think that separates people.
1: Absolutely. Depending on how important it is to you, it doesn't even matter at all. If the odds are not in your favor, you will make it happen, depending on mm-hmm. how important it is to you. So it's it, passion is a huge thing. It all depends on how badly you want to stand out from the rest.
0: So let's say you... Let's say you went back, let's say, four or five years ago before you got mm-hmm. your GoPro. Yeah. Uh, and you were starting back from, you know, you lost all your experience. You lost all your ideas about content creation. H- how would you start fresh?
1: Um, well, essentially, it's always about doing what you love to do. So, for an example, at the time, before I was in the filmmaking, my time and energy went solely into water sports, uh, on the Mm -hmm. boat, chilling on the beach, soaking up some sun. And then, well, I realized, well, what could I do with this? You know, like, like how could I step this up to the next level? So, um, it just kind of sparks, you know, like whatever it may be, uh, that you really want to get into. Uh, what I love to do was something physical outside. And I realized the way that I could take that and amplify it by recording it and making memories. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. so, like, do you ever feel, like, the need to, especially with, like, I know a lot of creators, like, there's always that need that you have to keep upping your content. And, you know, oh, yeah. it, it's kind of like that sense of you get stuck not producing because you, like, always want to do better and better and better. Like, I find that all the time with, like, Zenfulness. I always want everything to be better and better and better. But I realize, like, you know, maybe that's not the right way to look at it.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, I'd always like to say uh, it's always perspective. You know, sure, you can get stuck mm-hmm. on it, but some other people, like myself, would look at it in a way as it's it. That's the fun part. That's the challenging part. That's going to make you step forward and see what else you can produce by looking at inspiration. It, it's always fun. Sometimes it's it's hard to find inspiration and other methods of upping your game from the last podcast or the last or the, the the last video that you produced, but. It's all about just going out and – because you're not going to get inspired sitting at your computer desk all the time watching videos. A lot Mm -hmm. of times you just have to get out, travel, uh, meet people, and then just from meeting different uh, experiences or different personalities, uh, ideas come from that. Uh, And it's so easy as long as you just keep on doing things, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. And, And I know like you're going on a trip soon uh, to Australia (laughs) and and that's going to be crazy. (laughs) But you, you've been there before, right? And I think you did a lot of content when you went there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I went for just shy of a month, uh, last year, uh, last year in March. Um, Uh, I loved it. It was perfect for me. Uh, like I said earlier, my biggest passion was, you know, water sports and beaches and the, the hot weather. So I'm like, well, why don't I just combine both my passions and, you know, two birds with one stone kind of idea. And just go live there for a while, you know. Like I'm gonna be living on the beach with a bunch of other crazy, crazy talented filmmakers, yeah. uh, and I'm gonna be doing the stuff that I love. So why not just go soak it all in for a year? You know what I mean.
0: So, so like when you went to Australia, was it hard to meet other filmmakers? Like
1: how did you meet the, these people? Well, um, I actually it was a little bit different when I went the first time uh, because I was with a girl at the time. Uh, so there's, there's a lot more other directions I can take this from here, but, um, essentially I, I I was dating a girl and the two of us went there for vacation initially. And once we got there, which was, that was when I realized, okay, maybe I should really look into this place seriously more because we just kind of went for vacation for a month. Um, you know, of course she just wanted to spend time with me. We didn't really share the same values. Um, so, we went back and I realized that she wasn't anything that I, that I needed in in myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, things went different directions. Um, So now I realized after that happened, I need to get there because going on Instagram, going on YouTube, there are so many talented people over there and that is just the greatest place. So right now I'm in contact with like uh, probably like 25 people who are waiting for me to get there in, in uh, two and a half weeks. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like it's going to be, creating 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 you you know so mm-hmm. it's there's so much to look forward to so many big steps so it's 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 all experiences like if it wasn't for that one visit i did last year for a month i probably wouldn't even be thinking of this so it's just always about go 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 doing stuff you know
0: mm-hmm. and i think that's something special that a lot of like i've noticed this watching youtube videos and you know just meeting people in, in general is like I, I think a lot of great content creators they're also like very good at like networking and you know getting around the people they need to get around and like meeting yeah. that space of people. So
1: Absolutely. like,
0: how do you, how do you even do that? Like, what's, what's <laughs> the secret to that? Uh,
1: honestly, it, not even in just filmmaking, but in anything to do with arts or even business, uh, networking is huge. It's always who you know, uh, like mm-hmm. just by meeting that certain person, he can take you that next step. It's all about making friends and then those friends make friends. And then all of a sudden your circle is massive. Honestly, like, it it used to. My my story is pretty crazy because I used to be the most introverted person you could possibly think of. I was so shy. I never wanted to talk to anybody in high school. I just didn't know friends from real friends um, until you, you know, I got my first sales job, and that was when I really learned to open up for myself. And I learned tactics. (laughs) You know, I learned tactics, uh, strategies, and how to actually speak to people. Honestly, I just think the biggest thing is just smile like did you go up to someone and smile it gets crazy the magic that produces you just go up to someone smile like hey my name's justin all of a sudden they're like oh my goodness this guy is like a nice guy i kind of want to be friends with them and of course you just target those who are in the same field as you and voila there's your networking circle
0: (laughs) yeah like i I think that's so interesting and like like i'd love to dive into like your sales thing like how do you get
1: into that and like what was that sales story oh oh man (laughs) okay so I was in high school. I, uh, well, technically, I just graduated. Probably a week mm-hmm. or two later, I was like, okay, I should probably get doing something in the world, world now, even though I'm absolutely petrified of everything. Um, yeah. But I had two friends who worked at Best Buy, which was my first sales job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were telling my general manager, uh, or I guess before he was my general manager, that uh, they should hire me or give me a shot. Uh, because I was, you know, they thought I was a, a cool guy and they would be fun to work with me. Um, because you know, I open up to those who I get comfortable with. But uh my manager is like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. So we brought him in for an interview. So I was I was super, super scared. Of course, my fingers are trembling, uh, Yeah. like insanely. Um, so then he sat me down for an interview. I was super nice at first. I was like, Hey, how are you? I was super friendly. I did a firm handshake. Uh, and he loved it so far, but when he started asking me questions is when I froze up, you know, like I remember mm-hmm. the question, I know it's like cliche cause like, you see it in the movie, like Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> if anyone's seen that movie, <laughs> but essentially he asked me, uh, can you please go ahead and sell me this pen? Uh, I didn't even say anything. I was just like looked at him. And I was like, um, I have no idea what, what to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. So at the <laughs> end of the interview, uh, it was a long, awkward process. Uh, but essentially at the end of the, at the end of the interview, he told me, uh, Justin, I don't know if you'd be good for this job. Uh, you are too shy of a person. Um, I don't know if this job would benefit you at all. Um, so I was like, well, what shit, man? Maybe you're right. Like, maybe I am too shy. Um, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a shot. I'm, I'm going to hire you for two weeks, and then we'll see how you do, and then we'll go from there. I'm like, okay, sir, let's do that. So I started the week later. Uh, I learned a lot about the technology that we sold a lot of the products that we sold and honestly it just came down to confidence and how how confident you are in the product you sell and once you know everything there is to know about that product when someone asks you questions it's no longer about trying to start a conversation because they want to talk to you uh Mm -hmm. so once you get that aspect down uh you just essentially put yourself out there to tell them everything they want to know and then after so much practice talking to people you start to pick up that little stuff about how to uh, instigate conversation and how to make people laugh once you get good. And before you know it, I was working there for a year. I, you know, I got best in uniform, which essentially is like employee of the month, like three times in a row. Uh, And I was like blown, blown away from, from what you can learn just by putting yourself out there. So I believed that I was the shyest most introverted person in the world until I got a job at Best Buy. And I'm so grateful for that job because it may be into the person I am today. And I was able to speak to people. Uh, so there's so many good things that come when you just put yourself out there. Like I was so scared, but I just, I, just, I was determined to, to change and be somebody. So I was like, you know what? I got to throw myself into deep water here. I just got to force myself to learn. So of course it, it worked out for me.
0: Yeah. No, like that's actually incredible, man. Cause like knowing you, like even meeting you, like you, you do not seem like a introvert at all. So like that's the crazy <laughs> well, thing you. about it. Like, yeah, you must uh like, that's it. That is actually absolutely insane. Justin. Like I love to hear stories like that, or someone like goes into something and just, you know, goes through that transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like a lot of, even like listeners that are listening to this, like, I think they can resonate with that,
1: you know? like. Yep. And I'm not the first person I've, that I've, has gone through that experience. I've known a couple other people who've done the same thing and, and they're one of the most extroverted people I've ever met. Uh, and I just think it's amazing that how much of a person can change if you just put yourself out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a, that's probably one of the biggest compliments I think I can receive because that's what I've helped progress myself the most in, in, the, in terms of characteristics. So I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, like, and that's the thing too. I think even when it comes to sales, like I was... This is like really recent, but I was watching like uh, the Jordan Belfort podcast the other day with like Grant Cardone. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: did you see that one? <laughs> it was like really recent. <laughs> no, I haven't. But I can only imagine how amazing that would have been.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it was. It was pretty interesting. But like, um. But I just realized, like, you know, sales. This is maybe different from content creation, but like, it's still pretty important. Like, I think sales is like something that's. It, it's not just about like, you know, selling a product, but it's like communicating your message or like getting around people or, you know, everything you do has some sort of like communication involved, maybe even in like content creation. Like if you make a video, you're kind of like selling your idea or like transmitting your,
1: your message with the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's, it's, when it comes to selling, once you get into sales, you'll realize that, uh, there's techniques that, uh, you would have never have thought existed, but when you're in sales, you don't sell the product. You try mm-hmm. and communicate emotions to them. You try and sell it to them as if um, you know like uh, you you want to sell it to them through uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, you want to make like you, sure that what's that?
0: Like you're trying to sell you, you're trying to sell your emotions, or you're trying to share emotions with them that make the sale happen I guess yeah, or? like
1: you're, you're trying to trigger uh, what would what it would be like in their shoes if they were to have this product mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you can just give them basic facts about the product, uh, but anyone could do that. That's not sales. Uh, once you become a good salesman, uh, then you sell emotion and you make them see it, why they need that. Um, yeah, there's 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 so much to it. But, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so interesting too because I think so many great content creators, like mm-hmm. when you dig a little bit under, they're actually great sales, sales people too because like they're so good at communicating like they're – just their story or like their art and then like someone gets an emotion from it. And then someone like, maybe instead of like buying the actual product, they like buy the subscription. So like they subscribe to the channel and that's like their version of like buying the product and like you're like the product.
1: Yep, absolutely. You're always trying to sell your, your stuff. Uh, And well, when it, when it comes to filmmaking uh, you, sometimes you can be the smoothest talker in the world. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but if your work doesn't speak for itself, no one's going to hire you, you know? So, um, people love your work, so they will hire you based on how talented you are. So it's always about improving yourself.
0: Yeah. So like, let's even dive a little bit into the filmmaking. Like w- what type of, like, what do you
1: use to create your films? What, what do type I, of I gear- use for, in terms of equipment? Uh, yep. uh well, funny story. So I actually, um, uh, took out a loan to uh to get all my professional video equipment mm-hmm. um, and I just recently paid it all off, which is super nice It's nice to be out of debt <laughs> but yeah, congratulations um, That's amazing thank you <laughs> thank you thank you uh the goal is to just try and pay it off as quick as you can so I was able to do it in three months or so but um it's all i use Uh, I like to use full-frame cameras because in the field of work that I like to do, for example, real estate is one big um, work structure that I like to follow within. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, like if you're in the basement filming the room, uh, it could be dark. So having a full-frame camera really lights it up with having no stress on the camera itself. You know, that noise, kind of that blurry effect in cameras when it gets dark. Um, Having having a better camera with a full-frame sensor in it lights it up and it looks so so good so my my, my equipment that i use i use a canon uh, i like the canon cameras because the colors are so lifelike and i think it beats every other manufacturer like sony or nikon uh, i mm-hmm. think they they have to like captured in a nutshell like absolutely no competition for them uh, but i use the canon uh EOS R, which is their brand new mirrorless full-frame camera which is super compact so it's beautiful to travel with i could take it anywhere with me uh, and in terms of lenses, I use a sigma art series thirty five millimeter so the bokeh that that thing generates is incredible. so the blurry background is just in- massive. like you can take a picture of someone 's nose and have their eyes blurred out that 's how crazy it is uh, oh it 's pretty 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 crazy, right So portraits uh, for photograph for photography as well that 's beautiful lens and then my other lens is a Leoa lens it 's a twelve millimeter wide angle lens and it 's the world 's widest wide angle lens that does not have any distortion. So like you're typically, if you have a really wide lens, the outside of your image curves in like a fisheye lens, uh, like mm. GoPro sometimes do that. Uh, but this lens, you could, it basically takes a 180 degree image, but there's nothing that's curving. So it looks like one flat image and it's crazy. And the point of that lens is, for example, when you're doing real estate videos, uh, it makes the rooms look much bigger than they really are. So it's easy to sell the home for the, for the real estate agent. Um, in in addition to that, like uh, you, I also have like a big uh, gimbal, a stabilizer for the camera. because, you know, if you walk mm-hmm. with a the camera, there's lots of shake and jittery and it just looks horrendous. Uh, but if you have a gimbal, it stabilizes everything and it makes it look really smooth and professional and elegant and it just looks so good. So that's made by DJI, which is also the same manufacturer who makes drones. Um, and that thing is a beast. I couldn't imagine filmmaking without it. If you where to get into filmmaking. Um, I think it doesn't really so much matter on the camera that you have, but it, ma- it The lenses make a huge part in, in how good the camera equipment is. Like you can have like a $2,000 camera, but if your lens is only worth $400, your camera setup is $400. That's what it looks like. But well, let's say you have like a $500 camera with like a $1,500 lens. Then your footage is going to up itself a lot. Like, uh, you're going to see like a $1,500 image. It's pretty crazy how it works. Uh, but the stabilizer oh, okay. ups your game too. Like uh, it's it's incredible how it can uh, really up your game.
0: So like the lens, the camera, or the lens is a thing mm-hmm. that like bottlenecks the camera.
1: Yep. In a yep. Sense. Um, oh, okay. What they call it is glass sometimes. So uh, you can have really crappy glass uh, with a good camera, but your image is going to be horrible because even though the camera produces... Like it takes in good light and it produces great images with large files, file sizes. If you have a crappy lens, man, like it's, it's going to be crappy. Uh, So why would you have like a great quality camera, but with a low quality lens, it just doesn't go together.
0: Yeah, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. So so like if, let's say if you were a beginner, like, and you want, you had a cheap budget, let's say less than a thousand dollars, what would you
1: recommend? There's lots of different variations you can do. Um, but depending on the type of work you want to get into. So, um, it's hard to buy, uh, just a camera setup to do it all kind of thing. So if you're just want to make YouTube videos, uh, in terms of lifestyle and travel and fun, um, mm-hmm. usually you can get around with a, with a, uh, with a zoom lens. So essentially you can adjust the lens to zoom from, let's say like a 15 millimeter up to like a 75 or 85 millimeter. So you can get wider shots to get everything in the, in the view or tight it up to an 85 millimeter. So you get more detail, more zoomed up of just faces, close-up shots. Cause it's good to get a mix of both. Uh, Mm -hmm. but honestly for entry level cameras, Canon is the way to go. They're the most user friendly, uh, most future proof, lifelike color system you can buy in a camera. So I think that's a great way to get started.
0: Yeah. And, and I love that too. And like, I think, uh, yeah, I think like it's like with especially with cameras, like I think one thing that deteriorates a lot of people from even starting is it's kinda like complicated. Yeah. Right. So like breaking that down is like I think it's just pretty much the camera and like the lens. Nice lens yeah. and you're you're set.
1: Yeah, There's there is a lot to it. Like uh it can be really overwhelming. Uh honestly what I could recommend first is learn about photography, learn about videography first. You know, learn learn about your shutter speed, your ISO, your, your f-stop, uh, all that stuff in photography before you go out and invest in a, in a setup, because you can buy something, um, that you, that you heard sounds good on the internet. And once you start to do the work and you realize, okay, for the same price, there was a better camera for me for these reasons. Maybe I should have done my research first. I mm-hmm. hope that kind of makes sense.
0: No, no, like that, that totally does. Like, I think cameras, yeah. you, you definitely have to, you know, research a lot and before you make a big investment like that is, you know, you yes. don't want
1: to,
0: <laughs> you don't want to mess that up.
1: <laughs> no, nope, definitely um, not.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like, I guess, so once someone has the setup, someone has a setup, right? They've done mm-hmm. the research. Where would you say is the next step of this? So you have the camera, you know a little bit about the basics of like how to operate this. Yeah. What, what would you do next?
1: Honestly just start creating. Uh, you just have to jump in head first. You got to learn how to execute every setting perfectly. Uh, you have to I shouldn't say perfectly, but you really have to get to know what you're doing and what every setting does in the camera. Uh, but just make an Instagram account, make a YouTube account and just start just start making cool stuff, you know? Just start even if it you think it's, you know, not as good as some Filmmakers like Peter McKinnon or Sam Cold or any of those guys, but you can't compare your chapter mm-hmm. one, you know, to their chapter eighty. It's just not fair. Everyone's got to start somewhere. But well, just start posting. Uh, that's that's how you get into it. Um, but for example, if you when you want to start doing paid work, like uh, access clients, they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. want to see sample work. You know, they're gonna want to see the type of work that you can produce before they want to consider even paying you. So how I got started uh, with paid jobs. Um, essentially I would offer to do a job for free. So when I first got into real estate, um, there was this client who was selling luxury listing homes. Like the the home was worth like $2 million. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this guy can be a really, really good prospective client of mine. Uh, you know, if things go well. So I emailed him, I, I Googled how to make a, an awesome template for how to get work, uh, in terms of filmmaking and, what I did is I just offered my services for free. Uh, you kind of just do like a little bit of white lie to pretend like you know what you're doing. So you don't seem like a complete rookie. <laughs> but essentially, mm-hmm. you will say, hey, um, I'm a filmmaker. Um, I'm, I'm in this area. Typically, I charge you know anywhere from $600 to $1,500 to do a real estate video. But for you, I'm willing to do this video for free in order to show you the business uh, or the value I can bring to your business. And to, as a real estate agent, that is sweet. I would love to have a videographer do market my, my homes for free. Why wouldn't I want to take them up? So then once he takes you on uh, and I can guarantee you have like a 65% chance that that person is willing to um, take you on and give you a chance to, to film it. Cause like nobody wants to turn down free stuff. (laughs) Right. yeah, Uh, and then once you have that free video, uh, that you have for him, you use that video that he lets you film and you, you use that as sample work that you can show future employers. Okay. So that term is what you call from free to fee. So you do one free video in that field. That way you can show future employers, uh, what you have to offer and you never want to do a free one again. You can say to the second employer, look, uh. I charged $800 for this video for you. i am willing to do it for, you know, 600, you know, uh, but you gotta be careful with that. Cause there's word of mouth. People can talk, uh, mm-hmm. but it's all about getting started. You know, you, you, uh, you seek forgiveness before asking for permission kind of thing, or, uh, do it now and figure out how to do it later. It's all that stuff comes into play when it comes to this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just want to point something out there. I, th- I think that's so smart, Justin, like, especially how you, you know, if you want to set something up, you gave that value for free through an email. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, someone's going to take it. And then all of a sudden you, you essentially built a brand there. Like yep. you literally went from someone who ha- doesn't have like a, a career in filmmaking and you just literally built a brand, built your own business essentially mm-hmm. from, from zero. Like just from like awesome, through yeah, <laughs> yeah through the, your own mind, like just an idea of like, oh, I should do this for free first. Yep. You know, get some experience and then all of a sudden you have a business there. So, like, breaking that down, do you like more of the content creation side or, like, the business side of filmmaking?
1: Well, ultimately, you, you, you got to make money. So, you, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make money to sustain yourself and you got to keep your passion alive by keeping it, you know, funded. Uh, so, business, honestly, is it's, – it's the method to go through life. Uh, I can't see um, – like, filmmaking is just, like, a subcategory within the business. Uh, it's just helping me do something that I love – uh to make money. So it doesn't actually seem like work. It just seems like fun and I'm helping make money that way. Um so business is everything. Uh you try and learn business as much as you can. Uh, and then videography just helps speed up the process in terms of how much you can make.
0: Yeah, like I I think that's so smart.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so <laughs> actually yeah that is that's awesome man. Like um so so where do you see yourself in five years? Like, you know, I'm I'm really excited to see what you can do.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, in five years, though, uh, geez, hey, well, I'm just focusing on improving myself uh, every single day. So uh, mm-hmm. I booked a flight to Australia uh, in an effort to, to really excel uh, and really speed up the process of filmmaking and meeting people in business. So um, I'm going to be in an area where I love to be every single day where I can wake up and just be super excited to be there. Uh, so in five years from now, I hope to be, you know, have a, have a, have a brand name where I'm making money and I'm not even the one filming. I hire other guys to do it for me and they kind of mimic my style so I can make some Mm -hmm. passive income. That is the ultimate goal. Uh, but at this, that's just filmmaking. But once you get into filmmaking, you realize you learn a lot more about business. Uh, and you want to be able to make as much passive income as you possibly can. So I also want to get into real estate. You know, buy like buy like a whole, like a duplex. Uh, buy both sides, have uh, own both uh, houses essentially in the duplex, and live in one side and rent out the other. So the rental costs cover both uh, both sides of the duplex. So essentially, you live for free, which helps cover expenses, which helps you you know excel in later in life. Once you have everything paid off, you want to get yourself a a second duplex, maybe, and before you know it, you got three or four, and you're making passive income alongside doing what you love to do, which is filmmaking. So it's Mm -hmm. it's all it's it's all tied in together. There's so much you can do with it.
0: Yeah, and like I I think that's so interesting because you know what I'm learning here is I feel like you you built yourself a skill set. Like for first it started with, you know, learning how to sell. And then it went into like learning how to actually create content and do filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Then you learned like the ins and outs of like marketing and getting out clients. And this, essentially, you have this skill set built where, like, if you go to a place like Australia, you know, you could start from ground zero and you could build it back up because no one can take that away from you.
1: Yep. It's, and everything takes oh. time. Like, uh, but yeah, but if you go to an area, like in Edmonton, I like to believe there's not a lot here. I mean, that's no excuse because usually you should be able to make something with the resources you have now. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you're in an area where you're always consistently happy, uh, it's, it's surprising the motivation that comes with it. So yeah, like there's there's so much expensive real estate uh in Gold Coast, which is where I'm going in Australia. Uh so it's yeah. it would be so easy. Uh with the with the things that I know now, I think it'd be a piece of cake to start up. I think anybody can do yeah, it. It just all depends on how bad do you want it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so smart. Like you you were in Edmonton, you built up your base, your knowledge base, let's say, and then when you're ready, you went now you're going to the place where you can, you know, all the opportunities are laid out. And I think yeah. it'll just speed up everything like the whole process
1: yep absolutely i totally but, um, agree
0: but yeah man like uh th- thanks so much for the podcast like i don't want to take all your time but i would, i just uh want you um, you know i wish you the best and i know like it's going to be crazy you know your trip to australia like i want to <laughs> make sure you do good content and I'll, I'll stay tuned
1: yeah but, absolutely uh, where, i'm so excited
0: people, yeah and like where, where can people find you like what are your social media
1: links and YouTube and stuff like that? Right now, I'm just pursuing my Instagram account. So right now it's at JustinBlair97. Uh, so okay. Don't be afraid to check me out, send me a follow, send me a message. I'm really, uh, I'm, I really love to engage with people who like to follow me. Uh, I'm always looking to meet people and network as much as I possibly can. So please say hi. <laughs> I'd love to, love the, talk, love the chat.
0: Awesome. And uh, if you could summarize the most like important piece of advice, like let's say you have one word for uh, the most important piece of advice you've ever gotten in life. What would that be?
1: Oh boy. Um, Well, based on my experiences of what I've learned, uh, just do as much as you can, as quick as you can. Uh, You know, like I, I used to be a travel agent uh, and Mm -hmm. because of my Best Buy experience, I learned to really speak to people, which made the interview at, the travel agency is so much more fluent and I was just on a roll in terms of, I just wanted to do everything. Um, so my piece of advice essentially is just throw yourself out there, you know, uh, like for an example, go get yourself up on a karaoke stage and start singing in front of a bar, you know, in front of a bunch of people um, email 10 clients right now on a uh, videography. If that's something you want to get into um, just do as much as you can travel as much as you can see as much as you can. Uh, you'd be surprised of everything that follows with that just by putting yourself out there instead of just sitting at your room watching videos.